0: If you've got big business dreams, but you're feeling stuck when it comes to all things digital, social media, and content marketing, this is the podcast for you. This episode is brought to you by my free 20-page ebook with 100 really practical social media tips for your business. Grab them at com forward slash ebook. guys and welcome to episode 21 of the Stevie Says Social podcast. I am Stevie Dillon and I am your host and every single week I bring you social media, content marketing and digital marketing tips, tricks, things to help you out in your business and if you're not yet subscribed on iTunes or Spotify to be notified when this goodness comes to your phone, get on there now. What are you waiting for? In today's episode, I am talking to the social media competition queen, Suki Harrison. Suki owns Origami Globe and she is the most knowledgeable person when it comes to how to run a kicker social media competition to reach whatever your goals are growing your email list, growing your social media following. There are a million things that you can achieve with a successful social media competition. In fact, I would say that it's one of the very few ways that you can really supercharge or turbo boost or put some rocket fuel into what you're doing with your social media efforts. So, Listen on into this episode. We cover the three best ways to really supercharge what you're doing on social media with social media competitions, the main reasons for running them, a step by step overview of exactly how to do it, what to do before, what to do during, and what to do after a competition, all of the legalities involved in running a social competition, and much, much more. Now, guys, Listen to this episode, there is a lot of content, but if you kind of get to the end and you're like, wow, I need to go back and listen to this, you don't. Because guess what? I have a freebie for you, which basically is a checklist for running your own social media competition. You can grab it over at Stevie social.com forward slash 21. And basically it's an awesome resource for After you've listened to this podcast, you've decided that you're definitely going to have to run one, which trust me, after this podcast, you are going to feel like that. And it gives you everything that you need to know. So jump over to steviesayssocial.com forward slash 21 to grab that. Enough talking from me. Let's get into the interview. Enjoy. Hey, Suki. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. I'm so excited to have you on. We were chatting, God, when was it? Six months ago, and we put together a blog post all about social media competitions. So it's good to have you on and have a chat about them as well. Yes. Yeah, it's gone so quickly. I can't believe how fast time moves. (laughs) I know. (laughs) So you are pretty much for everyone um, out there listening, the social media competition guru. Uh, How about you tell everyone a little bit, I guess, about what that means and how you kind of came to um, specialize, I guess, in such a Yeah, I guess it's a really specialized niche, isn't it? Yes, yeah. So, as far as I know, I'm the only person who
1: kind of specializes specifically in competitions. Um, So, basically, I was in corporate putting together travel prizes for all these big brand names that competitions you see in shopping centers and supermarkets. And I was sat there at my desk thinking these guys just don't need another few thousand followers and $100,000 of revenue from these competitions. So how about I just learn everything I can about how to do them and then take all my knowledge and all of my help to small businesses. So that's what I did. And I started Origami Globe.
0: I always say like I kind of feel like there's three ways that you can really kind of supercharge what you're doing with socials. One of those is ads. So Facebook and Instagram ads. The second is collaborations. And the third, I think, which is so powerful is competition. So I think that all the small businesses will get a lot from this episode, which is cool.
1: So what are competitions good for? Well, probably the question is what what aren't competitions good for? I mean, they're they're pretty much good for everything, Um, but they work absolute best when you've got one goal in mind. So say, for example, you've just started up a new um, newsletter and you want to push subscribers to the newsletter, then the goal of the competition is to collect those email addresses and get them onto the email list. So if you design a competition around a specific goal and try and keep it really tight and really specific to one goal, that's when you see huge success.
0: So, what are some of the kind of main goals that people would look at running a social media competition for? Um
1: Um, So they kind of closely tie in with the entry method. So uh, collecting emails, which I just mentioned, um, Mm -hmm. followers and likes kind of traditionally have been the most popular entry method and reason for running a competition. But thankfully, people are starting to realize that those followers and likes, whilst they're great for social proof and, you know, having an audience to speak to, if an algorithm changes or your account accidentally gets shut down or, you know, any of these other variables that you have with basically borrowing an audience from Facebook and Instagram, then you're in trouble. So um, people are starting to realize this and starting to build email lists. They're starting to drive people towards their website. You can run competitions to generate sales for specific products or promote your launch, for example. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So there's a whole heap of different things you can do. And you're so right. People are really starting to cotton on to the fact that, you know, you're kind of on borrowed land when you're on Facebook and Instagram, and it's not all about the likes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what advice would you give to someone that's kind of keen to get in there? They want to sort of run a competition, say it's to, you know, drive people to their email list and they just don't know where to start. What's the process, I guess, for running a really kind of kick-ass competition in terms of, you know, step one, step two, and then so on.
1: Yeah, sure. So, step one, I'd say probably before you even start really planning your competition is just to learn as much as you can. So, you know, really make sure that you're familiar with your target audience, make sure you're familiar with, um, you know, even your own products and things, what you've got in stock, um, what your most popular services are, if you're a service-based business. So kind of get the lay of the land first. And then Mm -hmm. when you start planning your competition, always, always step one is start with a goal. So as we mentioned earlier, your whole competition should revolve around working towards achieving that goal. So it's kind of like jumping in the car and trying to get somewhere, but not having a destination or GPS or a map.
0: I always use that analogy. That's so funny.
1: (laughs) I mean, you're not going to know where you're going to go and you're not going to know how many snacks you're going to need or (laughs) how much petrol you're going to need. So yeah, you really need to know exactly where you're heading. Um, Step two would be to know who you're talking to and who you want to actually enter your competition. So, you know, it's great to head out on Facebook and say, Hey everyone, I've launched this competition, like our page and enter your email here for a chance to win. But if your audience isn't on Facebook and they're more Instagram lovers or they use Snapchat, then you're just, you know, talking to a brick wall that your yeah. audience aren't there. So you need to know exactly who your audience is, where they hang out, what kind of things motivate them, what kind of prizes they're interested in even. Yeah. Um, that's an important one actually, isn't it? Yeah. hundred percent. And so many people skip that step or think, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I did it at the start when I first launched my business and two years ago and I've got it in a marketing pack somewhere and they kind of haven't really (laughs) revisited it um Pretty much everyone's ideal client changes from when they first start their business to, you know, a year later, two years later, three years later. Um, I think you'll probably agree with that as well. So it's definitely something worth revisiting. I can even say
0: that personally in terms of my own business. Like, you know, I really kind of sat down and nutted that out when I first started in terms of general kind of social media and it's changed significantly in what, six months.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Even in six months, it's crazy how quickly it changes and, kind of naturally finds its, find your sweet spot. So yeah, that would be step two. Um, and then step three would be just to really work out what you want to say, like what you want people to leave your competition, thinking about your brand, feeling about your brand and knowing about your brand. So, you know, it's great that they, they've got a chance to win something for free and they'll know probably what they're going to win and the name of your company. But You also need to use it as an exercise in brand awareness. So use your tagline, for example, if you have one, Um, you know, the messages that you often use on your website, how you describe your brand, make sure you incorporate that into the competition as well.
0: Yeah. In terms of the copywriting and the way that you're kind of positioning it, is that what you mean? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So what comes next? So after that, then it's time to map out your schedule. So work out when roughly you want to launch, uh, how long you want the competition to go for, when your closing date is. And then around those three key dates, you'll plan in some time to actually prepare everything to prime your audience, to let them know a competition's coming. Um, after the competition, you also need time to you know, send out the prizes, talk to your winner, make sure you grab a testimonial, that kind of thing. Oh my gosh, it's so many things. you don't actually think about, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. The most common thing people forget when it comes to planning the timeline is leaving themselves enough time to actually build up to the competition. Because if you just suddenly launch and no one knows it's coming, you'll get zero entries on day
0: one. And so how much what sort of time frames do you recommend around kind of that pre-launch and then how long the competition runs for, you know, in terms of sort of suggested time frames or what's worked in, you know, your past experience?
1: Yeah, so from past experience I'd say 4 to 6 weeks is the sweet spot for um, pre-launch for the competition. For the sorry, for the competition duration. Yeah. Um so if you're giving away something really small or you know your audience is primed for kind of the flash sale twenty-four hour competition strategy, then that's cool. Um but most customers, especially when they're giving something away high value, will go between four and six weeks. And that's kind of enough time for people to know there's a competition on, enough time for them to enter, and also quick enough that they don't kind of get tired of seeing your competition messages every single day.
0: Yeah. And so when you say a higher value, you mean like you know you're giving away a weekend away at you know the QT or you know even kind of a bigger price than that is that sort of that four to, four to six weeks?
1: Yeah definitely for the travel a 100% yeah. they could even be pushed out longer yeah But high value doesn't necessarily have to mean high dollar value. So, for example, if you have a business selling secondhand books and you've got your hands on a really, really rare but really unknown first edition of a book and you know that your audience will just go crazy for this book. Yeah. But you bought it from eBay for $5. I mean, it's $5 worth of book. Um, plus postage, but your audience really, really values it. So, it's not necessarily about having something super expensive to give away. It's about knowing, again, your target audience and knowing what's valuable to them.
0: Yeah. And so, what are the key things in terms of that kind of period that you need to be catering for in terms of, you know, uh, the actions you need to take pre-launch, then when you're kind of running through the competition, and then when the competition is over.
1: Yeah. So pre-launch, um, and this relates back to the previous question, pre-launch, you probably want to leave yourself between a week and two weeks. Yeah, I'd say no less than a week. Um, and the actions you want to take then, obviously you want to make sure that your landing page, if you've got a landing page, that's all ready. If you're using an app, make sure that's all set up. Make sure you've got all your social media posts and messages created. Um, and then, in the run-up to the competition, you want to do a bit of a teaser and a countdown. So, you know, a week before, um, we're launching something really exciting in a week. Make sure you stay tuned. And then three days before, you know, three days until our competition launches, two days competition launches tomorrow kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so, pre launch, it's really just about getting everything ready and making sure you're not going to have a mad rush when the competition's on. And obviously, on launch day, you want to make sure everything runs as smoothly as possible so you get as many entries as possible. So, mm-hmm. just testing that the landing page works, testing all the apps are set up correctly, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, During the competition, it's really important that you engage with your audience. So you're bound to have a few questions on social media. You'll have a few people who, you know, tag friends and get really excited and say, Oh my God, I can't wait to win. I hope it's me. Um, Engage with them. Like that's amazing for your um, algorithm on social media. It's great for engagement. Yeah, exactly. It's amazing for your audience, you know, the good feeling that your audience has about you. It makes me really sad when I see pages and people, people comment, you know, great comments or they ask really intelligent questions and the owner just doesn't log into the Facebook page and they don't reply yeah. or they just kind of It like just
0: kinda seems <laughs> disrespectful a little bit, doesn't it? It's kind of good manners to get back to people and get in yeah. there if they've taken the time to leave a comment exactly
1: totally so make sure that you're across that when the competition's open um regular promotion is really really important whilst it's open so i describe it as basically if you don't promote your competition you've built a shop and you haven't put a door in and you haven't put any signs to tell people you're there yeah so it's a huge wasted opportunity if you don't shout about it yeah a lot of people get a bit nervous you know i don't want to do too much. I don't want to annoy my audience, but your audience wants to win for mm. a start. But how much is too much?
0: It's a limited time. You know, like how do you know sort of how many you know posts a week do you need to be kind of using to promote it and that sort of thing? Yeah. It kind of depends on your
1: audience. So say for example, you never use Twitter and then during your competition, you're tweeting, like you've set up a scheduler to tweet on the hour, every hour for six weeks. That's obviously too much. Um, on your Facebook page, say you normally post you know three or four times a week if you post every day that's totally fine it's a limited time the competition's open you've got a valuable message to be t- talking to them about um so it's kind of in moderation with what you currently do yeah make sure it's in keeping and in character with your brand um and yeah just don't don't do it so much that people get a bit annoyed with your message
0: So. You mentioned some apps and landing pages and things that people can use and I don't think a lot of people would even kind of know that they exist and they probably see the big guys using them and just have no idea where to start. What sort of apps and sort of things along those lines do you use or would you recommend that people look into when they're thinking about running a competition?
1: Yeah. So I always recommend if you can to run the competition, to collect the emails, et cetera, on your own website. Um, so if you have access to the back end and you can quickly put together a form and a basic page that tells them why they should enter, how to enter and what they can win, mm-hmm. then a hundred percent that's the best way to do it. Yeah, right. Um, Otherwise, probably my favorite app to use is Gleam. So just G-L-E-A-M dot I-O. Mm -hmm. Um, It's an Australian based company and they just put together a really super simple, really inexpensive uh, app and you can choose your entry method. You can award extra entries for extra actions. There's even a button in the back end to automatically pick your winner, which is another question that people ask quite often. Mm -hmm. Um, they're just, it's just really sleek. It's not hugely customizable in terms of design, but the functionality, you know, more than makes up for that. That's cool. I've um, never even heard of that before. Yeah. Yeah. It's brilliant. Um, Love other that. than that, you've got short stack, um, short stack is another one. It's a little bit complicated to get your head around the design screen. It's a little bit like logging into Photoshop for the first time and yeah, right. going, oh my goodness, there's so much
0: completely <laughs> overwhelming. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's me when I log into yeah. Photoshop. <laughs>
1: Exactly. Um, and then there's WooBox. So WooBox is another fan favorite. Um, Mm -hmm. so they, I think they just focus on Facebook. Um, and they have a free tool as well. If you've run your competition just on one post on your page, Mm -hmm. they have a free tool on there where you can put the link to that post and it will pick one of the commenters or one of the likers as a winner.
0: Oh, cool. That's really awesome. I always wondered how <laughs> people actually did that because I always thought it was just a random thing when they said they were going to choose, you know, a commenter or whatever as a winner of a competition. So <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, there's actually quite a lot of rules and legislation and things around that. So it's it's definitely something that makes me cringe when I see, you know, winners just being picked at random and not yeah. kind of following any kind of laws or anything, it doesn't yeah. appear
0: stressed out.
1: But yeah. Yeah. I bet <laughs>
0: And I guess that's a good point because you know, I actually see on Facebook still all the time, and I know you're not allowed to do it because I know that you've told me that you're not, but um the like and share competitions on Facebook where they basically say in order to uh in order to basically enter, it's like like share and even tag a couple of people. And I know you're not allowed to share. Are you, are there anything else? Like any other rules that we need to know around that sort of thing? Yeah. So
1: yeah, I used to contact businesses when I saw them running the like and share competitions and, or tag and share. And I'd kind of just, you know, be really nice. Just a little heads up. It is against the rules and people would just say, I don't care. I know it's against the rules, but you know, David Jones does it and this big brand does it. So it's fine. I'm going to do it too. Um, But I, yeah, I, so I stopped doing that. Um,
0: (laughs) So what actually (laughs) happens? So if they're actually doing, you know, something that's a little bit naughty, do they get caught out? What's the kind of, you know, I guess the procedure in terms of that from Facebook and Instagram's end?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, look, there isn't someone at Facebook who literally spends all day scrolling through feeds to try and find competitions to bust. Um, (laughs) Competition police. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But having said that, it's usually competitors, disgruntled customers, Mm -hmm. people who've had a bad experience with your business in the past, or just people who like to cause trouble or people who know the rules and deliberately, you know, report your post Mm -hmm. and bring it to Facebook's attention. Yeah. And if Facebook see that you have blatantly broken the rules, then they won't question it. They won't enter into any discussion. It will just be delete the page
0: and potentially delete your personal profile. That's yeah. and that's a huge risk to be running, isn't it? You know, like if yeah. you've kind of been to following and you've got, you know, a pretty healthy Facebook page just to have it deleted overnight.
1: Yeah, it's huge. And unfortunately, it has happened to a few people. Um, there is, you know, you can kind of enter into a discussion with Facebook, but I don't know anyone who has successfully managed to get their page back. I mean, it's pretty clear in black and white what's permitted on the page and what's not.
0: Yeah. Um, so what so, is permitted and what is not permitted on Facebook and Instagram, I guess the main ones.
1: Yeah. So Instagram is super easy. Um, basically just make sure you have a set of T's and C's, make sure you release Instagram from any liability. And there's a little phrase they actually have in their rules. And I can give you a link as well to pop in the show notes, um, for the rules for all the major platforms. Um, but it's basically, you know, this, this competition is not endorsed, affiliated or sponsored by Instagram. Um, And popping that in there just, you know, releases you from any issues there. And the only thing Instagram asks is that you don't ask people to tag themselves in photos they're not in. Right. That's pretty pretty much the only, yeah, that's pretty much the only criteria that Instagram have. Facebook, on the other hand, is incredibly important that you do not ask them to share your post for an entry. Mm -hmm. and you do not ask them to tag themselves in the post or anyone else for
0: an entry. So I see a lot of people that kind of go, um, on Facebook, they'll say something like, you know, uh, for a chance to win, you know, tell a couple of friends about it or they don't actually expressly say tag. Can they get around it by kind of doing that? Or is that landing them in hot water as well?
1: It's a very great area. Um, I mean, it's not directly asking people to tag, but it is effectively, I mean, what else are yeah, you that. else that's that's to going to do? Yeah, pretty much doing that, so it's probably just best to keep away from it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I do say to some people, you know, for example, with Mother's Day coming up here in Australia, yep. um, if you were to say to people, you know... Um, let us know why your mum's amazing and she could, she and her could go in the draw to win, you know, a spa day. Sure. Then you're, it's kind of less grey than tell two people about it um, because, you know, realistically with the tell two people about it, how are you going to measure that other than seeing whether they've tagged two people or not? You're Absolutely. not going to know if word of mouth they've done it.
0: So. Yeah, 100%. And what about liking on Facebook? Is that allowed? You're allowed to sort of ask people to like? To yes. Um, okay, yeah,
1: cool. Yeah. So the rules changed in 2013. And when you Google it, there's still a lot of old articles out there that say it's against the rules. But there was a big change in 2013, and they removed the need to run it through an app. And they also removed the liking rules. So you can 100% ask people to like your page, like your post, um, like anything else about your page.
0: Yeah, cool. Awesome. All right. We'll get away from the rules. (laughs) Um, Have you got any examples? I guess a lot of people would be like, oh my gosh, you know, I just, I need some tangible examples of competitions that have worked so that I kind of know where to start with mine. Have you got any examples maybe of past clients or of competitions that you've seen uh, run really, really well that you can maybe have a chat about? Yeah, so um
1: one of my examples, um so I have a client who is a sporting goods store down in Victoria, and they came to me to run a travel competition, and so we put everything together, we strategized the whole competition, we put together a landing page, um, you know, did all of the made sure everything obeyed all the rules, put together a whole bunch of promotional posts, etc. Um the main goal of the competition was to up their subscriber list by between 2,000 and 3,000 people. Wow, it's pretty significant. Um, Yeah, so it was quite a big challenge. We didn't know how it was going to go because they hadn't run a competition before, um, which was kind of why they were keen to get a bit of help with it. Mm -hmm. Um, The final results of the competition, I can't remember the exact stats off the top of my head, I will look them up, but um, they got over 2,000 entries, and a huge side benefit of that competition, it wasn't our primary aim, but we set things up very, very cleverly in terms of, um, you know, follow up emails and, uh, redirect pages, that kind of thing. So as a result of the competitions, they spent around 6,000 on the competition, including a huge chunk on the prize and a huge chunk on advertising. Okay. They actually made over seventy-two thousand dollars in sales.
0: Wow, that's massive!
1: Far out. Yeah, so <laughs> everyone was over the moon with that, especially considering it wasn't our primary aim for the competition. We just set things up very cleverly that it would encourage that behaviour. Um, you know, things like offering a discount. So a really, really big tip for all of your listeners is if you run a competition, especially if you're collecting emails then obviously once the competition's finished, you contact the winner privately to let them know that they've won and they accept and they're all really excited. So you haven't announced it publicly before the person knows uh-huh. once they have said, yep, I'd love to accept the prize. You can then announce it publicly. Right. And my favorite way to do it. If you've collected emails is to send out an email and it, the subject will be something like, and the winner is, and then the email will announce the name of the winner. And then underneath there will be, you know, but don't worry, everyone's a winner. Here's 10% off your next order. I love that. Here's an exclusive discount code, et cetera. Oh, that's So so cool. Yeah. So it's a really, really small little thing that you can do. But the email open rate for those emails is, you know, between 60 and 80%. I was about to say that. Everyone would
0: open that email. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I
1: can think of, you know, at least three emails in the last week that I've opened that are winner announcements. And even though I know the process, even though I know that I haven't won because I haven't been contacted, I do still always open the email. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's That's keeping in mind that, you know, email open rates on average are, you know, between 20 and 30% depending on the industry. So, yeah, it's just a guarantee kind of, you know, that people that are interested in the prize and in your business will open it and then they're getting something like a discount. So, you know, they're going to be much more likely to use it, which... I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 Very, very cool. And with that particular competition, you mentioned Facebook ads. Is that something that you would recommend for people that are looking to run their own competition to promote it out to, you know, new people or to get traction with the competition?
1: Yeah, and it was interesting at the start how you said you know your your three kind of rocket fuels for business being the ads and the competitions and the collaborations. Yes. Those three things actually work fantastically together. Yeah. So if you can um, find a bunch of people to collaborate with, and I always describe it as complementary but non-competing businesses. Mm-hmm. So, for example, a wedding, um, competition that I participated in recently, um, I helped do the strategy and we had someone who gave some, uh, who gave the venue, someone who did, who, um, offered the catering, someone who was a celebrant for the day. So everyone's in the same industry. So they've all got the same target audience, but they're not competing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so they got together and put together a twenty thousand dollar prize package, which is obviously huge for anyone to win um, and yeah they I do believe that they did some Facebook ads for that particular competition. But my general rule with competitions is a successful competition is about 20% strategy, careful planning, and the other 80% is promotion. Mm -hmm. It's literally just getting the word out there. And
0: a great way to do that is
1: Facebook ads. And if you work with someone who really knows what they're doing, you can get a great conversion rate from those.
0: Yeah. And a, and a good way to, I guess, introduce your brand to new people as well. If you're kind of targeting sort of general interest, cold audiences and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Suki. thank you so much. That is, you know, you've actually given me some things that I didn't know about, even though we've chatted about competition several times in the past. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, I'm really grateful. And I think the listeners will get a lot out of that. So Thank you very much. And I guess just wrapping up, what's the best way if somebody, I'm guessing there's going to be people that are like, my gosh, I need to talk to this girl about competitions. How do I do it? <laughs> How can they yes. do
1: it? <laughs> um, so the best way is to head to my website. So all my contact details are on there. So the website is origami, like the paper folding, globe, like the world. So com. And if you go to forward slash free dash competition dash chat, then you can book yourselves in a free twenty minute competition chat, and we can just talk through any ideas that you've got and you can ask any questions usually they're around licenses and rules that kind of thing um just to make sure that you know you're hundred percent happy with your competition and and just yeah
0: find out a little bit more about how we can work together amazing, cool, thank you so much suki that was it's amazing, amazing. <laughs> see ya. And there you have it, guys. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Remember, if you want the social media competition checklist, you can head over to steviesayssocial.com forward slash 21 and download that. Make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast to be notified when the next episodes drop. And please, if you enjoyed this episode, head over to iTunes and leave me a review. If you hear me say this every single week, it's because I want you to do it. Go on, head over there, chop chop. Till next time, see you then.